0: What is going on soccer fans and welcome to the number one soccer specific podcast in Northern California, the Town FC podcast sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game today. My name is Luis and today I am joined by our podcast mom, Sharon. How's it going, Sharon?
1: Hey Luis, happy birthday. It's going great. It's, it, it's a great way to celebrate your birthday today on a podcast and also with the win with Sac Republic last night. So
0: let's go. Yeah, the, thank you. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely is a really good way to celebrate my birthday uh, at this point, ending my birthday day. We're here recording here uh, at about 8pm today on the Sunday. And uh yeah, really happy about the score yesterday. 4-0. It, Gave me a really good birthday present. Sadly, earlier, my Cruz Azul didn't pull a win. We lost. We were the better team, but uh, we all know how this sport is, right? You, what matters is who scores, and sadly, they they weren't able to score. But other than that, I'm having a really great birthday. I do want to say thank you to everyone who has wished me a happy birthday. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, when, when one year close to 30, and... Uh, Got to enjoy the last year of my 20s, and so uh, here's here's to a good last year of the 20s. But uh, before we get started, I wanted to remind you all that this podcast is powered by Reboot. Reboot is a nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is to help more kids play soccer while creating opportunities to practice generosity, empathy, and leadership. Check them out at Reboot.soccer, where you can find out more ways to be a part of the program. And help reboot your community today. On social media, you can find them at You Can Reboot on Twitter and Instagram, and on their website at reboot.soccer. Also, wanted to remind you all that next Saturday, October 10th, the National Folk Golf Association is going to be having their tournament at Emerald Lakes Golf Course in Elk Grove. Sadly, you can't register a new team, the registrations are full, but Our team will be there. I won't be there, unfortunately, but John will be there. Podcast Mom, I believe you're also going to be there as well. Uh, And so it should be really exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Apparently, there's something about a refreshment wagon that I might be um, helping with or just refreshments in general. Not a bad gig.
0: Yeah, definitely going to be interesting. And we're going to have our own cart out there. so please we invite you all to go support everyone participating in that tournament. Go say hi to Sharon, go say hi to John, uh, because they they, they uh, will be there. And so, uh, for more details, visit the national folk golf association on social media and also on their website as well. So please check that out, go support. If you have some time and, uh, we hope you all have fun. If you're actually participating in it as well. So as usual, I wanted to remind you guys all that we do have scarves for sale still. You've probably seen them in one of our lives. You've seen them on our website, on social media. Uh, it's our scarf made by Roughneck Scarves. And if you want to purchase one, we actually have a really easy way for you to do so. All you have to do is visit SACTownFC.com slash scarves. takes you directly to the Roughneck Scarves page where you can find our scarf, which is a summer style scarf. Uh, And you could buy it for $24.95. And it also comes with a free scarf hanger as well. So please, again, check it out. With the sale of every scarf, you are also supporting our podcast. And so thank you to everyone who has purchased the scarf. And uh, we still have some scarves, but please order soon because our inventory is uh, starting to run low as well. Uh, Also wanted to say, please check out our website, sacktownfc.com. You can listen to all of our episodes that we have recorded for SACTown FC. Uh, You can also find the soccer pool section, which is ran by Becca and Seth. Uh, They are probably going to be writing an article here uh, shortly. Uh, Seth's season with Orange County actually was cut short. They are not in the playoffs. And so he might actually be more active uh, during this off time. They're uh, writing articles on anything going on in the soccer world as well. Uh, So please check that out. And coming soon, I will actually have uh, pages for our online shows as well. So uh, be on the lookout there on that page as uh, I work on redesigning the, the website. So if you see any clunks right now, don't worry, they're temporary. Uh, I am trying to edit it as as we go. So Sharon, let's get started with our review here of last night's uh, amazing game, 4-0, uh, but first, I thought we would listen to some of the reactions from Coach, from Derek, from Roro, from Rafa. So let's listen to some of them give our commentary on what they said in press conference or what their initial thoughts were. And then uh, we will be back here. So, first off, Coach Briggs uh, giving his reaction to yesterday's 4 0 win against
2: uh, Timbers 2. Hey, guys. I'm obviously it's pleasing a four nil result. um i was happy with the intensity um showed in the first the first well the first half in general especially the first 30 minutes where um we moved the ball quickly we scored we scored four good goals um and we put the game to bed and the other pleasing thing was we we didn't concede didn't concede inside the first few minutes we actually scored and we uh, didn't concede in the whole game over 90 minutes. So it puts, uh, puts the guys in confident mood, uh, puts everybody in um, a good frame of mind going into a, a massive game next weekend against Phoenix.
0: So interesting thoughts there from coach, right? Uh, definitely, I don't know about you, Sharon, but I think it's yeah another game where we say the top of two halves where first half was really good. And second half, I wasn't too convinced, but what were your thoughts on on these two halves?
1: Yeah, so you're right, Luis. It was a a little bit of a tale of two halves. Um, I looked at it as a tale of the first 25 minutes and uh, uh, the other 65 minutes of trying to generate the same sort of enthusiasm, but then also having to defend. Um, The other thing that I noticed that I really appreciated for the squad was the full time, the 90 minutes that Billion played, the 90 minutes that Roro played, the 90 minutes that Formella played. And, you know, there were a couple other players that ended up getting 90 as well. And I think that's so crucial for going into the game next weekend. They have been increasing, the coach has been increasing those key players match fitness so that they are able to run the full 90 because those are key players who he had out there last night who are the goal scorers or the assist people they were the ones that we needed we needed to make sure that their fitness will last for phoenix so that being said yeah it's a tale of two halves um little chaotic in the second half and i understand what coach was thinking but yeah what did you think
0: yeah i thought the same thing too it, it definitely was a a much different team uh, coming into the second half and the only really thing that I could think is that after a team is winning, you know, by such a score at halftime 4-0, they kind of like step back. You know, they don't really take a lot of risk because playoffs is the next match. And so I think a lot of players are just trying to like uh keep calm, you know, and not not really uh get too aggressive, right? Because they have the win already. And what's the likelihood that you'll get lost in this match, right? Especially against the uh, T2 side. But yeah, the, the only thing that does worry me is that I hope that they don't get used to playing like they did in the second half or like you said, after the 25th minute because against Phoenix, we're going to have to give it our all the 90 minutes. And so I, I hope they uh, understand that and uh, that we don't let this score really uh, transfer over to that one because it's going to be a completely different side and we're we'll going to need players that are going to be at their fullest level for 90 plus minutes uh, it could potentially go to extra time as well. And so uh, definitely really important to have that in mind uh, as we play against Phoenix. But overall, I mean, they, they did what they had to do and they, they did what we always wanted them to do against T2, which was to score more than three goals. <laughs> and they uh, did that here. Uh, and I was hoping maybe eight goals, maybe another four goals during the game, but I was already happy with the 4-0 and so we can't really ask anything else uh, of the team in this match and and so it was a really great way I think to end the season because you want to end with the scoreline like this and so I thought it was good I know you know coaches is, is satisfied with the team but he knows that now the serious business comes with the playoffs and so uh, important for the team to to be focused there and so Next up in the press conference was uh, Derek Formella. So Derek, as we all know, scored two goals in this match, had an assist. And so it was great for him. He proved that he doesn't just score braces against Tacoma, but hey, you can do it against T2 as well. And I think it's going to help him uh, with this confidence. So let's hear of a little bit of what Derek had to say uh, last night.
3: Uh, about today's game
0: i think uh, the first i don't know seven, ten minutes was great we scored three goals and uh, and to be honest these three goals uh, make this this game easier for us uh, and in the second half uh, we knew that we have a good result it was 4-0 and uh, we didn't play our best football but uh, but the most important thing was to keep a clean sheet and and we did it so we we are happy so definitely I agree. I mean, it, it was a really interesting game at the beginning because, as, as we all know, uh, by the 10th minute, they were already up 3-0. I, I don't know about you, Sharon, I've never seen a game where the Republic is winning 3-0 by the 10th minute. But Usually, uh, that, funny
1: you would say that because usually – well, in past games, we've had one, sometimes two goals scored against us within a minute or two or five. So this was such a switcheroo. And mind you, I was on the levee watching the game last night, and it was just so joyful to see within the first 10 minutes, actually 25 minutes to see that joy. But one thing I noticed about um, what Der- what Derek said, he was saying that the-, the four goals made it easier in the second half so that, you know, they mostly concentrated on a shutout. And did you see him? He was doing a lot of backtracking. He was doing a lot of tucking in and getting back. He's made, he made a couple saves. You know, he made a couple of recovery runs to um, help the defense and start the play, regenerate the play. That was one of the things that I did notice because I did have to watch the game from home once I got home. Um, You know, he he was right. What he said, absolutely correct very succinct perfect
0: yeah i noticed that too and yeah it was really cool that you were up there in the in the levee and uh you know all of you got to see the four goals right there it was on your side and i think that that was a good thing right that you guys got to witness them there but yeah i really enjoyed seeing him in this match he was really participative and of course when you score two goals in the first 10 minutes then you are really solid in the match. And, and and I think, and also he was also involved in that assist as well. And so he was really involved in three of the four goals. And I think with him, we've noticed that in other games, especially again, those two games against Tacoma, where he got a brace in both of those games that he tends to play really well. You know, if he starts scoring goals and he starts having, you know, really at his level, really playing well, then he tends to do a lot of things for us, not just score goals. Again, we saw what this is, then we want more players like that. And I think he's had such a, such an evolution with the team. And if we all remember, he came in towards the last part of the season last season. And so we couldn't really say too much about him because we hadn't really seen him all that much, but now seeing him in what is a quote unquote, a full season, because, uh, you know it it's basically half a season because of the circumstances for this year but uh seeing him you know in, in this uh season i think he's really leveled up from last season and part of it is you know really getting to understand your teammates understand how uh, the game goes how like what the coach is looking for and and so i'm really excited to see him in this first playoff match I hope he comes back in the starting eleven because I think he has that motivation in him that he knows that he can score against anyone. He knows that he's been really fundamental in this team this season. And so I'd want to see him back. I'd want to see him in that same position for the next game because he had a really good game. He, like you said, Sharon, he just he was all around the pitch. And quite frankly, against Phoenix, you're gonna need a player that does those things because you are gonna be going from like one side to the other side of the pitch like quite often we know how um, speedy the Phoenix players are right and so uh, really really interested to, to see him out in this game and again I hope that that we get to see him in, in the next match as well so next up is uh, Roro and so let's hear a little bit of uh, what he had to say there's actually two things that he had to say but first let's uh play this
3: No, I think uh, the team came out how we should come out every game. Um, you know, we we made a commitment before the game to to go out and just leave it all out on the field and and to put them under pressure the first few minutes. Um, I think we're a really fit team. We have the players to do so, um, and it showed. You know, we it's it's one thing that we definitely needed to go up in 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 the game early. And then from there, try to control the game.
0: So he talks about uh, it being a commitment. And I don't know, Sharon, what you think, but I almost think that they knew they were going to play against Portland Timbers too, too, like for the last time. This is the fourth time they play against them. I don't know if you heard the podcast. I think he may have heard the podcast. And we'll, uh, you guys will find out why uh, here shortly. But uh, that's all we've been talking about every time we play against T2 is that this team could have scored more goals. Th- this team barely beat T2, whereas Reno beat them by five, by six. Uh, and Tacoma also beat them four or five goals. Uh, they had much better games. And so we always ask that this team should be able to be a weak side like T2 that has had the worst... Uh, defense in the entire USL if in fact if we look at their uh, goals against they actually have 50 goals against in this whole season Uh, really just really bad numbers too and so we expected the team to pull out higher results and so I wonder if Roro knew that that pressure was there to end the season beating a weak side with a large margin and so that was the commitment and that's why we saw a much different team in the first 10 minutes. Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Interesting you would say that. One of the things that I know about Roro is he's very protective. He is so invested now with this team, this new team, you know, having returned back to us for, for this season. He's incredibly protective and he knows what's needed. I mean, look at his experience. He's, you know, with us for two years initially and now he's back with us. But all the teams that he's played for, He's very protective, and I love his attitude. I think he's he he did what was needed, and I think he says what is right. Um, but when if you feel challenged, and we're going to listen to it, if you do feel challenged by what you believe others to talk to talk about you, if if the challenge was on the table, and guess what, they met the challenge. You know, they knew that they were being watched, essentially, you know, even though we can't all be in the stands and, you know, add the 12th person support, they're, they're being watched. And I'm glad he did feel that pressure. That was great. Now, here's an interesting little side note. We were joking last night about the number on the back of the goalkeeper for Portland. His number is 50. Guess how many goals have been scored against him? So at the end of the day, we kind of were joking that the score line was going to end up being 5-0. And we were heckling that poor kid anyhow um, from the levy because we figured he was wearing the score line on his shirt, especially once we got to 4-0. We were thinking, oh, great goalie, you know, hey, you're wearing the score. But he's actually wearing an interesting other number. So let's listen to the next segment.
0: Yeah, you know, (laughs) as you were saying that about uh, Roro I mean I think it's good that like he is like that and I've said it before here on the podcast that we we don't tend to be like a big cheerleader on everything the team does because we want everyone to know you know what what are things that we can improve on because we can never be a perfect team and so, sure we could win a championship but We'll probably even say in that championship match, like, yeah, we could have improved there, there, and there. Um, but it's always good to have that, uh, like, credit guy, right? Because everyone needs feedback, right? To improve on on whatever it is that, that you do for, for a career in general as well. And so it's good. I mean, look, and, it's, and I'm all for that.
1: We're not, yeah, we're not playing rec soccer here. This is pro <laughs> soccer. So, you know, you got to expect to have the critics out there. You got to expect people to watch the game two or three times. You know to see where we think you know some of us have played soccer some of us are just really good sports people and we can see systems of play really easily or we're coaches or you know whatever and you know so we can see things yeah it's armchair quarterbacking and we're not on the field and we're not feeling what is happening out there and we're not necessarily seeing the speed of play or the nicky-nacky little fouls that are occurring ticky tacky sorry not nicky-nacky um (laughs) you know we're we're not we're not sensing all of that but at the end of the day we do see where gaps are we do see where lack of fitness comes in we do see where lack of focus occurs you know and that's exactly what game analysts do and that's I'm glad that there was a response to that I'm glad the the team elevated themselves and said you know what if there are critics out there, we're just going to put that to bed in the first 25 minutes of this match and then protect the goal, you know? And that's what we did. Without parking the bus, we protected the goal. If you think about it, we did not park a bus after four goals, which is lovely to see. I'm glad we didn't do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, me too. I am not a fan of parking the bus. And when you are about to face off your first playoff match against Phoenix, You don't want to do that. You do not (laughs) because that's there. you you don't want to get into that habit, especially in that game. And so, yeah, uh, again, I'm all for players proving us wrong. Uh, I think, uh, Cameron, you're up next because we have talked a lot of things and we'll talk about him a little bit here shortly. But, uh, yeah, really shout out to Roro because he has really indeed proved us all different and really showed us that he's bringing back the old Roro and he's – really elevated his game in my opinion in the past couple games and I think ever since he got the uh, captain armband we've seen a different player and I like to see that I always wanted to see a captain with that mentality and you could tell that he's really living up to that role and so really looking forward to seeing you know if he will continue to be our captain next season I think he should because he definitely again has that uh mentality and and fill in that role and like you were saying Sharon he's really protective of everything and so naturally that is what you need your captain to be like and so I think he finally fit in that role and it took us a little bit of armband switching but I think uh, the armband found its uh, owner now with Roto but let's listen to the other thing that he had to say in this press conference he does mention podcasts as we mentioned before and so listen to, to what he had to say about uh, the podcast.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been in, the, in this situation before. Obviously, the league has changed a lot. Um, you know, the, the league has, has improved a lot. There's, there's, there's a lot better teams now. Um, we obviously wanted to be a higher seed in, in our bracket, but, you know, that's that's the way the season went. It's a tough season for everyone. Um, you know mentally people don't under- really don't understand what we go through and I hear all the podcasts I hear all the stuff you guys say I, and I respect everything but you know sometimes you guys need need to really understand what what the players go through especially with COVID um, players with families players coaches with families it's just all different and and for us I mean it's not an excuse but it, it, it's it's just very different to two other seasons. And I think the boys had, have handled them really well, handled season very well, very mature. Um, and now this is where, where, where the best, where the players show their, show their, um, what they're made of. The playoffs is what we want. This is what we're working for. And we have to be at every team. So now we go to Phoenix, which is a good team, respect them. Um, but, you know, we, we have a goal to win a championship.
0: So that's what he said about um, listening to the podcast and all that. And uh, l- let me say we completely do understand what the team is going through. It has been a really regular season. And I do have to say congratulations to the team for making it to the playoffs because that was one of our expectations uh, being that it would be a shorter season and that, uh, the rivals that we had in the group, uh, putting Reno aside, we had you know Tacoma and Timbers too, and you should be above them in the table. And so I think the first uh, thing that we expected has already been met. And as he said, yeah, it doesn't matter what seed you're in. I agree. I said it early on too. It, it doesn't matter. It would have been nice to be first because who doesn't want to play against Los Dos instead of Phoenix? But if you want to win the championship, You got to play against the best. And if you don't play against them in the first game of the playoffs, once you move on, you are probably going to play against them anyway. So might as well play against them already because you're going to face them on later on if, if not. And so I got to say that. What are your thoughts, Sharon, on what Roro had to say? You know,
1: it was interesting. I, I love Roro's heart. You know, I, again, I, I said it a little bit ago, he's very protective And but he he also is he I think he also understands that the whole world, you know, our whole region has had to adapt to a, a different type of balance with work and home and covid that has put a stress on everybody. And I get it that pro sports needs fans. And I get it that, you know, the the pressures on them have been very different than the pressures on um people that just ended up having to switch to from working at work to working at home and and now homeschooling their kids and he's getting a taste of that too because of, uh, you know his son sons but one of them is in school. So I mean I, we understand how all of that works and and you look at any of the pro sports right now and how difficult it has been for them to emerge from a covid world into a you know, modified COVID world without fans, and and then you know, what do you do with your spare time? You can't do what you used to be able to do with your spare time. You can't go hang out with the group of guys somewhere, you know, where where the camaraderie gets built off the pitch. So it's it is it has been. A, we understand that we get that, um, and that maybe you. you Maybe we are a little bit more critical. Maybe we don't have as much to do now that we're able to watch these games so in depth, you know, uh, on television, we used to be there live and in person. And for us, it's a very different feeling as a fan to not be in the stadium and enjoy that same joy, whether we win or lose, we're feeling it just electronically, you know, by watching a screen, it is a very different feeling. So, and I totally understand where he's coming from, but that being said, you know we're facing we're facing Phoenix, and I think the guys are up to it. Roro said, "Hey, you know we're together, we're fit." And I even said that earlier. It's like there are certain guys that we wanted to see that they were match fit, so that when we go to to Phoenix, that they're they're that way. And I'm loving what we're. I'm really, I'm really I feeling very good. There's something I want to say though. Um, are we certain that the entire Phoenix crew is going to be there? I'll just put that out there on the table for a conversation
0: in a minute. I understand where he's coming from too, because with no fans in the stands, it, it's I'm sure it's it's taking a toll on them to go through all these games, not have that support there. You're you know you're being watched of course, but uh it, it, I feel like it it does take a toll on you know, their focus and sometimes the motivation because you can have all these things all these messages of support and all that, but to actually see the fans there and to, to hear the celebrations, to hear uh, even the frustrations, all those moments uh, to hear people uh, shouting at the ref, you know, hearing all those things that you hear in a game days really pumps the team up, right? Because it motivates them to, you know, go out there and and do more. And so I understand, uh, you know, where it's coming from and, and all that. And like you were saying, Sharon too, the, the camaraderie those things aren't really there because where are they going to go out right like there's they, they could probably go and uh get some takeout and probably go eat it with their roommates right that might be all that they could really do but you can't really build that like thing with like everyone on the team and people might not really realize how important that is because people just might not realize that it might just be you going out with your teammates to like grab some lunch, but that is actually a lot. You actually get to know your teammates better too. And, and you form more of that friendship with them. And some of the top clubs in the world, they've had a lot of players that get along really well. And so for them to not have that, it, it must really be, be tough. And also, like you said, for someone like Roro too, he has to balance work life, Uh, and there's other things going on, and so understandable, too. I mean, we we can't really say anything too much aside from that because, again, like I said, they qualified to the playoffs, and I think we are really happy for you guys. Like, It's amazing that you guys qualified already. Uh, We'll see how things go moving along. Uh, I'm sure all of us fans would probably say our expectations are to see this team win the championship because we do have a team that should be able to win it that should be able to or at least you know make it to the final um and not just conference final but the actual uh, USL final uh whether that happens or not we'll have to see how things go in the next game but i do have to say that if we see a team that gives it their all that plays like they did against uh portland in this game the first 25 minutes they play against them like that and Phoenix still manages to still beat us, hopefully not by a large margin in general, but if they still manage to beat us, I don't think I'll be disappointed because we know how this sport is, and I'd much rather see them give it their all, show us that they really wanted to move forward in the playoffs and lose, than see a team that might start losing at the beginning, and then they just never really had anything to contribute, right? Like, they just pretty much gave up, in a sense, because the scoreline was against them. And so, that's all I ask for in the team, in this next game, is that they give it their all, that they show us that they really want to make it beyond. I know this team has that mentality. We saw it in this game, in this, this first 25 minutes. But even putting that aside, because understandably it is T2, and, and it might be a little bit difficult to to see the same game against Phoenix, but we've seen them have other good moments in the season. And so as much as we have been critical, there have been a lot of good moments. And so let's not forget about those moments. And so again, if they have these moments against Phoenix, great. I don't think any fan could be mad at a team that gives it their all because playoffs, we know how they are. We know how intense they are. Phoenix is going to be a really intense rival. Well, if we give them a good game at Phoenix, I'll leave happy after that game, even if no championship, even if you know they don't advance, I'll be happy still because they gave it their all and that's all you can really ask of a team, especially during this time when again we understand how the situations came about, and so that that's all you can really ask at this time is that they have a a good a good game and it just happens. Sometimes you have a good game and you just are not able to win. But uh, I think with the mentality that Roro has and just hearing him speak on the next game, I think we're going to see a really motivated team. I think, that, like I said earlier, this score actually came in at a good time. And you always want to have a scoreline like this, especially when you're starting playoffs. And this Phoenix site that we're facing is, has not been the same one that has been seen in other years true. They did win 11 matches. Uh, I, I can't really, you know, just ignore that, but, uh, it's definitely nowhere near the Phoenix team that we saw in previous years. And so hopefully that's a motivation for them. Uh, I know we've had uh, mixed results when we go down to, to Phoenix, but, uh, I think that the team will definitely be motivated. So, uh, Thank you for actually listening also to the podcast Roro too. We really appreciate that. Let me just uh, also mention that. Uh, But yeah, so we will see what what happens in the next match. And uh, sadly, we won't have any press conference in the next match. Otherwise, I'd say like, I want to hear what Roro has to say about that match. But we will actually try to have him on the podcast so we could talk to him about this season and about, of course, his his history with the Republic in general. And so uh be on the lookout for that we will try our best to have him here on the show here in the upcoming months but so moving forward to the uh, last player we had on the press conference yesterday rafa diaz talking about uh, the game too uh, with rafa having a clean sheet which is actually his fifth clean sheet of the season which is really good for rafa came in of course uh, little bit after the season started, after the uh, injury from Grinwis. And so I think five clean sheets is actually a really good accomplishment for him this season, too. And so let's hear a little bit of what he had to say yesterday. Tonight was a good performance from the guys. We uh, came out pretty strong. Um, It was great to get those three goals early in in the first 10 minutes. It gave us a lot of confidence and... uh, it gave us a lot of confidence and uh, we were talking about, you know, coming out strong and we were able to do that. And um, we also talked about getting a clean
3: sheet and, and we were able to do that. So we're really um, happy with that performance going into the playoffs to give us a lot of confidence going down to Phoenix. And uh, hopefully we can replicate that performance down there.
0: So he talks about getting a lot of confidence and I agree for no win gives you really good confidence and that you're able to score more goals than you did in other matches. So gives definitely our offensive line, like that confidence that they will really need for that game against Phoenix. And also on his own side, right, getting a clean sheet gives you a great confidence as a goalkeeper, especially when you're about to uh, play in the playoffs.
1: And keeping it short and sweet. I mean, that's Rafa's style. And, you know, he's all business when he's in the pipes. He's just super focused and works hard at what he does and hoping that our backline can get organized. Now, playing against Phoenix there, if you look at where their goal scoring came from during uh, their match against Los Dos... It came a couple goals came out of the midfield. Their their central midfield player and one obviously was a set piece. A so defender um, came in and, and scored. So if just looking at how that would stack up against us, that would make Rafa's going to have uh, have to really dictate how coverage is going to look if a player is coming through in the middle. If, a, if the opposing team frames the box well on us, like Tacoma did actually, if they frame the box well um, during the attack or during a cross or something like that, we have to really make sure that our players are keeping an eye on the um, one, you know an attacking midfielder or a defensive midfielder or trailing midfielder coming through the middle. Because that's sometimes where we get um, a little bit lost. We don't pick up every play. So I'm counting on Rafa to really keep an eye and positioning his defenders, you know, and, and his midfielders to make sure that we cover those things. At the same time, turning our turning ourselves around and getting the attack generated. I think Rafa is going to have a very busy game on Saturday, but it's nothing he's not up to. I mean, he's up to it. So it doesn't matter, you know, if Brady or Rafa start, whoever it is that is going to be starting next week and they better work hard in training this week on focus on, on plays coming through the middle of the park. That's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, which on that note, I hope uh, I hope Rafa starts. The, not, not that I have no confidence in Brady, but you got to give it to the guy who, who got five clean sheets and who played most of the season, especially in a playoffs game. And I think we will see Rafa. i I think there, unless you know he gets injured, I hope not. But I think that would be the only way we wouldn't see him. But I think we see him in in the starting 11. Um, But yeah, I I really hope that everything gets organized out back. We've seen some mistakes made this season, and against Phoenix, you're going to have to have a near perfect game in your defense, right? And so here's where all the mistakes you made in the season, you got to review them, you got to learn them. And make sure that you try to at all costs not make them again. And so I hope that they really get prepared by really analyzing their full season and uh, just figuring out the mistakes that that were made. And I would probably focus more so on the games against Reno because Reno is a much more uh, comparable team to Phoenix than Tacoma or Timbers two were. And so you kind of want to compare it there. And especially uh, Reno actually beat Phoenix, and the only game they had. This season, as well, and so uh, one thing to to point out there, so good good team to compare it to Phoenix,
1: yeah, you bring up a good point, you know um by mentally you know pre- preparing against Reno and having had that experience of of playing playing Reno, I think you're right, I think that that will bring a lot to the table for how we prepare against Phoenix, but they have two different styles of play, a little bit different style of play um we look at the reno and and most of their goals come from their strikers whereas the game against los dos phoenix their goal two of their goals came from central midfield and again i repeat that is sometimes where we have a hard time tracking um if a team can open us up through the middle and they can just waltz right up that channel that central channel that's been that's been a little bit of a, a difficulty so you know, I'm I'm looking at um, Tomas and and Deckel and whoever else is starting, and I'm looking at the you know I'm looking at the attitude that Derek displayed, and that is uh, I'm protecting my team at all costs. You know, especially if we get up one or two goals, you've got to you've got to do whatever it takes. You know, short of parking the bus, to protect you have to have pride. Who it doesn't matter who scored the goal, you have to have pride. Once you're starting to you know you protect that goal, everybody needs to think about how that works and then how to quickly transition. I'm just hoping we, we really see, you know, what we saw tonight, granted, you know, it was Portland or last night it was Portland, but still you just really want to see hundred percent focus all the time against Phoenix. You know, they're, they're, they're tricky, just like uh, Reno has been tricky. So I'm, I'm looking for, I cannot wait for Saturday night, you know?
0: Yeah, it's definitely the players' time to shine, time to showcase all the good things that you did this season, and so we'll see. We'll see how this team is approached. But one last thing in this game that I wanted to um, mention as well, and one last thing in the press conference, is that coach was asked about the lineups for next game. So let's uh, listen to what he had to say in terms of lineups for next game, and. Later, uh, talk about uh, what lineups we'd want to see ourselves.
2: Uh, we'll, we'll see. I just wanted—I wanted to look at a few different things over the last couple of games. Um, gives give people valuable minutes, and now I think we've managed to do that. And I've got—I've you know all the all the players that I need to uh, to have got minutes have actually got minutes, and I think we're in a, We're in a better spot than we were for that um, as a group. Um, And now I have um, a better number of players that can affect the result down in Phoenix. Uh, So that's that's pleasing regards that regards the starting lineup. We have had a little bit more experience the last few games. Um, But we'll see whether that whether that remains the same uh, leading into next week. Uh, Experience is important, but also Hayden Sargis has experience. Rafael Yaragi has experience. It's just different experiences.
0: So two things here. He talks about the lineups in the past, right? He wanted to get players' minutes. I think that explains a little bit more on why we saw new players in the starting 11 against Tacoma. Wanted them to get those minutes. Wanted them to have that experience of being in the starting 11 and being in that game and maybe also with Brady Scott. And so understandable. I think it was good now reflecting back on all those changes that he did, all those players that he gave minutes to because this game against Phoenix, you want to have uh, match fit players on the bench that have actually had minutes played, especially in the last couple of games. And so uh, hats off to the coach for uh, doing that. So all of our players had some uh, minutes in the match. And then moving forward to the next game, he talks about possibly repeating this lineup because it does have that experience. But he does say that he would also probably have possibly Sargis, even Rafael also being there because they do have experience. And what I interpret from what he said is that they have experience, but playing in this season, especially Sargis, we've seen him in the starting 11 uh, quite a bit in these games. And so he is in between, right? He's trying to figure out what the best thing would be for him. And so, I wanted to ask you, Sharon, w- what lineup would you put against Phoenix? Would you repeat these players or would you switch some of these for maybe, again, more uh, season-experienced players like Sargis?
1: You know, that's a really tough question. You know, we brought in Tomas Hill at Arce for a reason. And, you know, we have Deco for a reason. And we have Hayden Sargis for a reason. It just depends on who – It's it's almost like – All right, Phoenix, show me yours so that I can figure out what to do with mine. You know, do we need speed in the back line, Hayden Sarges, or do we need, you know, that uh, quarterback, Deco Keenan, do, you know, it's almost like, what do we need? You know, we definitely need Jordan McQuarrie on one side. And I think Juan Barona is like, he is the man on the left side right now. He's getting it done. He's played 90, you know, consecutively. So he's, he's there. You know, do, you, do we start a Jaime? Yes. Do we start Roo? Yes. Do we start um, Billion? Yes. Do we start Belmar? Yes. Do we start Derek? Yes. So it's like, what do you tinker with? I mean, like, there's such tiny things that you can right now tinker with one of the better lineups that we've seen, you know, um, Deckel versus Sargis. Mm, not sure. Um, Andrew versus... Um, Chavez. I don't know. You know, I honestly, I, I, I can't, it's hard. It's a hard pick. You know, do we bring Sam, Sam Warner? Do we bring speed demon in, you know, what, when do we bring the speed demon in? You know, it's a, there's so many little things there's some, it just kind of, it's almost like it's dependent on, on what happens when we first start out, where are we getting beat or where. And thank goodness the coach has the ability to make some changes on the fly, if he needs to, this is going to be a tough one for him. He's got all week to think about and tinker with, you know, the lineup in training sessions. And, you know, we'll see who comes out strong is, is Matt Mahoney, you know, where's, where's the spot that he would come in, you know, if needed, you take him in case you need to replace Jordan, you know, but that didn't happen last night. So, you know, Matt wasn't even in the lineup. It's, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see, what happens? He's, he's got so many, he's got so much talent. Like you just said, he's got so much talent that's had minutes in the game to choose from. You know, you've got a Frankie. If something weird happens, you've got cam, you know, you've, you, Oh, he just, he's in a really good spot to have options. You know, can he take 20 people with him? I don't know. You know, it's going to be a very interesting thing. Now, the other thing is for Phoenix, You'll notice that Junior Fleming wasn't in the lineup last night. So how does that, you know, weigh for, how, how is that going to work next weekend? I don't know what, I don't know what's happening there. And so that's, that's something also to think about, you know, who, who are they putting down on the field and how do we stack up against them? So we shall see, we shall see be interesting uh, to talk when you say in on Wednesday, you're going to be talking with some folks from Arizona. um, I think I'm going to be listening into that. I think that's going to be an interesting conversation because by that time we will know a little bit more about Fleming's.
0: Yeah, I I am interested in what happened there. I mean, we all know what happened with the situation right last week with the, the game against the San Diego loyal Phoenix and, the comment that was said right that he said that he didn't say and all this and that and I'm sure maybe something had to do with that for him not being there maybe as they investigate and probably are going to hope to have a resolution to that and see if he is ultimately going to be suspended but we are definitely going to ask them when we record that if uh, they have any more details on that if uh, well if by then we don't know what what his situation is. I, I feel like we would probably already know would be my, my guess on what his situation, but that is a definitely a really critical player, right? Like he's definitely one of their top uh, players, if not maybe one of the best players in that squad. And so you take him away from that rising team and you have a really critical player there. But uh, yeah, going back to, to the lineup with Republic, I agree. It's so difficult to figure out who you take out of this lineup. If it was up to me, I'd probably keep the same lineup uh, that you saw in this game, at least in the starting 11. We look at the bench. Yeah, bring Matt Mahoney, bring Sam Warner. Uh, Sorry, uh, Rafael. Maybe, sorry, Julian. You might also be out too, but I think you need to bring as much experienced players because it's going to be a really tough one. And... Yellow cards are probably going to come out and you want to make sure that you have those replacements uh, should that happen. Uh, But in terms of Deco versus Sarges, it's a hard choice. I mean, I would personally go with Deco and I'm not 100% convinced, like, let's go with Deco. But yeah, I I wouldn't want to be coach right now because it's so difficult right now to figure out, okay, who am I going to add in the lineup? Because we haven't seen him all that much this season. We've seen him a little bit more recently. He scored that goal against Reno which you know helped us uh tie that match. But it it's going to be it's going to be a critical choice out back. And uh Sarge has actually played most of the season. And so what do you do right? And that's that's really where he's getting to right there we heard him is that he's trying to figure that out himself as well, right? Like do you do you choose deco who has all this experience playing for so many teams right playing in israel playing in europe Uh, or do you choose Sargis who has had more game time this season who is a much different player than deco and so it it's one of those things where i think it'll be either or Uh, i don't think one has an advantage over the other but if it were to me i would probably start with deco because of that experience just in general, because he's actually, you know, been in those situations with other teams in the past. And so he has more of that uh, experience and and he has more of that aggressiveness, I think, too, that as much as it tends to get get him a yellow card often, he's one of those uh, defenders that almost starts the game off with the yellow card because, you know, he's going to get a yellow card eventually. I think you might need one of those players when you first start against Phoenix sure if we start winning then you might sub him out especially if he gets that yellow card but I think you probably start with him because he has that physical presence out back and you kind of want a player like that especially against Phoenix who is just going to keep coming down with opportunities throughout the game and so I would start him but again if he starts with Sarges I'll understand too because Phoenix is a really quick and speedy team that you want to make sure that you have a uh, equal speedy players as well who can uh, create opportunities for you and sarges is one of those players that is constantly there uh, creating opportunities for others and so yeah it'll it'll be interesting but i think depending on who we see might actually give us a good idea of what the coach's strategy will be like for that game just whoever we see um out back because of how different both those two players are but other than that i keep everyone else i think everyone else uh Has earned uh, their place especially in these last uh, couple of games and so that's that's what i would pick
1: so just to uh piggyback a little bit the only other thing that he could do would be to change the formation instead of running four in the back you know with the wing backs is you run three in the back with a little bit more protection for the gut Um, unless you make andrew sit in the pocket or jaime sit in the pocket you know because like i said I have a feeling the way that they score their goals, they really generate that that central midfield where they split the defenders. They find a way to split our two tall trees, and come right down the gut. And so that's the last thing I want to see happen to us. And I don't know how well we are with compression, you know, and com- and communication of you know the two center backs right now that we have. You know how well can they drop in and, and fit in? I I haven't seen the whole season I haven't seen that communication that really artful communication happen as well as it's needed for um, working on the, the plays that come right up the, the gut or the, you know, it's just, it's going to, it's all going to boil down to what he sees Phoenix doing and then how we can generate an attack based on how we can defend, you know? So, so just, just looking at um, I was on fat mob and I saw where the goals came from, from Phoenix and, a little bit of concern. That's all just little concern. I kind of hope that we, we kind of close down this this the central channel a little bit. Um, you know, goals can come from anywhere. It just depends on what their strength of the day is. Now, again, looking forward to seeing what the, the Phoenix pundits have to say as to whether Junior Fleming is on a timeout while investigations occur, or whether it was just a one game sit, you know, while things settle down. I don't know. So it'll be interesting to find out as the week rolls on what that looks like. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I have to offer. I'm excited for the week to come up. I would love to hear interviews if there was going to be an interview, you know, during the week. If or if Republic was going to be producing any of their uh, glorious videos of you know the build up going up up to the weekend, um, very much something to pay attention to for all of us Sacramento fans. This is this is a good playoffs are always just incredible. Awesome. Let's go.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to, to those uh, videos, right? Because they really, they pump you up and it's true. We're in different times right now, but I, we still want to get pumped up even at home because we're really excited. Like you said, playoffs, it's a whole different story. They, you just, there's a whole different intensity, right? They're, like if we look back at past playoff matches from us, I know we've had, really close games we've had a penalty kicks right and it's it's playoff time right and and you have those kind of situations and so I hope the team practices their penalty kicks because you never know this this match might be one of those uh zero zero one one matches that takes you to those penalty kicks and so got to make sure that you have that aim especially if if you uh, get in that situation. I think I have all the confidence in the world for rough ideas and being able to stop some of those penalties. And so, yeah, it's exciting times, and then we'll see how how we do there. But one last thing I wanted to to talk about uh, before we move on to our man of the match, uh, Sharon. I have to bring him back. I know people are probably like, yeah, he's going to bring him back up, but Cameron. All I saw yesterday was just one play that. It was a great block by the goalkeeper for Timbers 2. It could have been a really nice goal for him. I think it could have helped him so much in terms of having more motivation for the playoffs. But I have to say it again. I saw him a bit lost aside from that play. And it continues to be really sad for me because this was one player that I thought would be our MVP again this season. That After scoring that 50th goal, I thought... We would see a different cam. I never thought I would ever see him in the bench. You know, I thought he would be one of those constant starting 11 players that is one of those players that you almost keep him 90 minutes unless he gets injured and whatnot. And sadly, it's been the contrary. The season, I think, has been quite, quite low for him. I think his expectations are definitely much higher. And to see him in this situation where he comes in, he doesn't really do much. I was hoping, again, this match almost lend itself to it right again. You're playing against T2. He had that play. He didn't score. And I'm just really worried, especially for the upcoming game against Phoenix, because if you have a player like that that doesn't seem to have maybe that motivation just yet, it's going to be really hard to find it in the playoffs, which I hope if he comes in, he gives it all and like we see him score or at least, you know, maybe an assist or really be participative in the play. But I'm just really worried, Sharon. And I really think that, and I I thought about this before too, but after seeing him yesterday and after that game ended, I don't know if we're going to see Cameron uh, again at at his list, especially in Sacramento. And again, I hope that I'm wrong, but I think we're not going to see him back next season. And I think he's going to move on to a different team. And it's if it's for the best for him, good. But I just think that he he just doesn't seem like he's got that same uh, motivation that he did uh, back last year. And again, quite sad. And I know you know him more than than I do, but oh Uh, my goodness every you know it's
1: it's interesting luis that you would you 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 mentioned this um you know everybody loves everyone loves cameron just you know he's just mr sacramento right now in a way you know and you just you just gotta you gotta love him and you also feel for him and i'm glad you brought it up i because i can hear the passion in your voice of you know we we really hope the best for him and we really wanted to see the best for him but if you think about how difficult it was to for us in this weird second part of the season to start scoring goals, you know, it's just that's where I think what Rora was talking about. That's where it's had a interesting impact on everybody's, you know, mentality and. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of, there's not a whole lot of extra going on. You know, I don't know where Cam lives, if he lives near a pod of players or, you know, I, you just don't know those off the pitch or off training situations for everybody that, you know, everyone that's out there, we, we don't know. But at the end of the day, to be fair, when Cam came on last night, there were five subs. So the flow and the rhythm of the game changed. Um, let's face it, you know, Frankie was trying to do Frankie's thing and, you know, he was up top there and, you know, trying to work something to, but plays differently than Carlton. We've thrown Cameron into a utility player role almost. It's like, okay, Cam, go play the, you know, go play a 10, go play a nine, go play, you know, whatever comes your way. Just get out there and try to interfere, get the ball and generate an attack. And if you, if it's new, if you're near the goal, then score. And I don't, to be to be fair, you know, it's like, he's been asked to do some really bizarre things this season um, just because of he's so gifted athletically. I mean, he's, he's got athletic, he's got gifts. Um, And I know John would say a lot of different other things, you know, your, your partner in the podcast. I, I know his feelings about, about cam and at the end of the day, we just have to let things unfold the way they're going to unfold, you know? And one last thing is, this coach inherited a lot of players and like with anybody who's in management, when you're inheriting players from the last regime, you know, granted Todd spans, you know, the two regimes and that sort of a thing, but you know, it's like you're still striving to make the team exactly yours. And so, you know, when you're dealing with others that have come, you know, you don't, he didn't, you know, the picking of the team himself he may have picked cam over somebody else and said, no, 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 let's keep him. We're, we're going with cam. But to be fair, we'll see what, you know, we just have to see what unfolds and it would be lovely to ask and no one will ever, you know, admit, you know, Hey, Mark, was it hard for you to bring, you know, to adopt cam and, you know, granted you know, Mark was with the Academy. So he saw all the players for such a long time, but you know, it's, it's like, you'll never get the answer that you're looking for plus or minus, but if, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. It makes you wonder, especially because Frankie came and how all that uh, unfolded If uh, arriving in Sacramento too. But yeah, I mean, I, I hope, as I always say in the podcast, I hope players prove me wrong. I really want to see Cameron be the old Cameron because I was such a huge Cameron fan always actually have been a Cameron fan in general. uh, He's uh, really been a nice guy. I mean, he's been a big part, I think of my Sacramento Republic life because uh, I've gone to away games, uh, you know, in in the home games as well. He scored. I've had moments right where uh, I've been in the stadium and it's actually happened twice. Funny on the same day, uh, two years, it's crazy. But, uh I actually like shouted out to him like hey shoot you got a good chance and then literally 2 seconds after he shoots and so I've been a big fan if you guys go on Twitter you'll see that as my uh pinned tweet as well and so I really want him to do good not just because he's a Republic player but like you were saying Sharon he's such an awesome person he is Mr Sacramento he was vouching for the team to make it to the MLS we saw him right in the city hall as everyone was giving their uh their speeches right uh, when we were trying to get the approval for the stadium and all that and so I want him to stay around I don't want him to leave and so we'll see what happens when the playoffs are over and all that I just hope that at least maybe he keeps that patience in himself to not want to make a move and one actually give it another try give it another full season hopefully we're back to normal. So if maybe the crowds is what really drives his energy to really give it his all, then hopefully the crowds will be there. Hopefully that. And also I would probably say also with Coach, I hope Coach maybe also decides to give him another opportunity if he does want to stay another year, if he does want to continue. Because this has been one of those players that I've always wanted to see on the first. MLS team for Sacramento Republic because he's our you know all-time leading goal scorer he again i already said all the things he's done for the team and and he's done much more than that of course but you want to see a player that has that trajectory right like a homegrown player that gave it his all with the USL team that gave the fans so many like moments of joy and now with the team training MLS you want to see him on that right because He's become this sort of like legend, right? Local legend, I should say, uh, aside from Roro, right? Because he he hasn't won a championship. But I think on the local aspect of things, he's definitely been that inspirational player for all the local players to look up to and realize that they can actually be there as well. And so I want to see him in the MLS team. But again, it'll really depend on uh, how patient he is and how willing he is to, give it another season, give it his all and not want to switch because of him, maybe not want to be in that rotation role again. And so we'll see just how uh, good he is with that, because if he stays, he's probably still going to be in that rotation. Uh, I don't really see him in the starting 11 unless he does a really good preseason. But uh, again, I, I hope he has that patience himself to to stick around. But
1: yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting you you uh putting it that way. Um, you know, so end of season always makes our heart pine for, you know, what could have been. And, you know, we're getting close. We're not there yet. We we're gonna keep going. We're gonna I see us going, you know, really far. We have the capability of going really far into the postseason if not winning at all. Um, you know, when you look around the league, we're uh <laughs> we're darn we're darn strong, we're really good. we've got a great bench and all of all of that and cam is part of that right now. but um yeah, it's kind of interesting when we get a chance at towards when we're getting towards you know it's fall. we look back at everything that could have been and it's normal to to start you know pining away for things and to and to feel strongly for players one way or the other and you know I understand Luis where you're coming from and and John too.
0: You know it as well, right? We see the players differently because this team is so community-driven that you get to know the players, right? You get to have all these uh, events that the team provides for the fans to get to talk to the players, get to know them as well. And definitely when it's someone that, like I was saying with Cameron, that has so much history with the club, then I think it's much more impactful if he leaves. And especially leaving on this note, Whereas previously he left on a better note when he went to sporting in the MLS. And we were all happy for him because that was before we knew we would be in MLS. So, of course, you wanted him to make that transition to that league. And so uh, I, I think it, it changes now, now that we're in MLS. But we'll see. We'll see what, what happens there. Um,
1: he hasn't left yet. You know, there's no... I haven't heard any buzz on that. But, you know, I know a player might not be happy with a rotation role. But, you know, let's just yeah, let's keep it possible. Let's get us through the season.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so, too. But hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I wanted to take a look at, for this match, who was your Mikuni man of the match?
1: Darius Formella. <laughs> you know, it's either him or Rafa. I mean, come on, Rafa helped with the shutout, but Formella, what joy to see him score a you know, two and get an assist. I mean, that talk about getting invested in a, in a game. You really saw that, and I know you're probably going to pick podcast magic because he was like on fire. But I, you know, I I just the joy of Mr. Formella's just the joy seeing him be so happy so happy it
0: was great I actually am not gonna pick podcast magic this time but (laughs) uh, I think I maybe would have picked him but I do have to agree with you Derek Formella had a really good showing that's what I'm gonna pick he had two goals he had one assist and honestly just scoring two goals in the first 10 minutes is really amazing for any player and some of the top players in the world haven't even done that ever in their lives. And so to see a player do that in a match, I don't care who they're playing against too. It's still a team in your league. It's not, it's not a team in like the fifth or sixth division and the open cup, like it's a team in your league. And so to see a player do that and to see him on top of that, get an assist, really, he was involved in three of the four goals. That's really amazing. Definitely my, my pick. Although I do have to say if he hadn't done that, then I probably would have chosen Podcast Magic for a third time in a row. Um, but sadly, BJF, I, I can't go with you this time. But i say thank you for the happy birthday, though. That was really cool. Um, but I have to give it to Derek because it's, I think it, it's definitely the, the pick that I think most people would go with and, and whatnot.
1: Although you have to admit, Jaime's goal, what a spectacular – I mean, that, what a list – for him, you know, to have that goal. And did you see our little, our, our field general Roro, you know, just kind of making sure that everything was organized correctly when we were on the attack. I really appreciated what he did too.
0: Yeah. Uh, On BRL, I was, I was so impressed with that header. I don't think I've ever seen BRL score a, a header goal and let alone a header goal like that. Right. It looked like a first class header and, no goalkeeper would going to stop that. It was like really well, uh, well done. And so I think it, it's really good to see that. And to see, again, Derek giving that assist like that is really good, right? To have those players that not only can score goals for you, but if they have an opportunity where they could just assist, then I'll make sure they do that. Also, what you were saying about Roro, I do have to say, like I said earlier uh, about the captain arm ban, definitely – guided the team in this match, really made sure everything was organized. And it's it's really great because I'm seeing like the Roro from back in the championship year and things are looking really good. I think he feels really motivated and we are seeing it. Like I said, ever since he got that captain armband, he's been really organizing the team. He's been really leading the team along, which which is really great, right? Because he... He might not be the the oldest player in the squad, uh, thanks to Deco, <laughs> but he is one of those veteran players in the team. And I think a lot of players, I'm sure they look up to him. They know that he is a club legend, that it was thanks to him, or I shouldn't say just to him, but he was uh, definitely a, a, an important factor in us being able to get that championship our first year. And so he serves that purpose to the team. And I'm sure now in that first playoff game, it'd be really interesting to hear if he'll give like a speech out to the players before the game, maybe even halftime to encourage the team, right? To really tell them like, hey, I was there once, you guys know I was there. It was challenging. We went through difficult moments because we know in playoffs, you're probably going to go through those moments like, we did back in 2014 against los dos right where it it seemed like nothing was in our favor and we would just not make it to that final and so he's been in those situations and i really hope we see him step up to the plate for the game have time and give those speeches right give those motivational speeches that players really comprehend right that they that really gets to the player And I hope we see him do that because I think it could really motivate the team. I think it could really make them feel like we're back in 2014 and nothing could stop us. And even when you're facing adversaries and you feel like the game is over and that's it for you in the playoffs, that game's not over. Even if there's 20 minutes left and you're down, you could still pull a comeback win. And, And so I'm sure if we get in that situation against Phoenix or if we keep moving on against any other team, I'm sure Roto is going to bring that up, right? Like, hey, remember, guys, six years ago, we were in this situation. We could bring this back. We might not be in Bunnyfield anymore; might be a different name if we're playing at Papa Murphy's Park or wherever we're playing at. But that spirit is still alive, and we have seen some comebacks in this uh, season too. And so, uh, let's let's keep a close eye on that because I think it's going to be really important for the team to have that mentality because it's so unpredictable. We know playoffs, one mistake and you're down. And it's really important to have your mentality up high and really have the ability to be able to produce comebacks. And so. Uh, well, and it,
1: then, yeah. you know, we, we have not only Roro, but we even have Coach Mark. I mean, it, ha- it hasn't been that long that he's been a player. You know, he he was, uh, you know, he's he's not been in the coaching ranks for, you know, Years and years and years, so he has that also, and I, I really, you know, I really trust his motivation. And you know, Roro, together at the end of the day, it was it was Mark and and uh, well, it was Todd that brought Roro back to us. And you know, that's the those are the folks that are working in the in the front office and the you know behind the scenes, making sure that we have the right people at the right places at the right time. And it looks like we're we're headed in a good direction. I, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I like your pick though. I like your pick of the man of the match because we were twinsies this time. Go Libra season. We're in Libra season. So we've got to do what we've got to do and keep trugging away at these playoffs because by golly, we're going to have some fun and it's just, it's the right thing to do. Libra season, right off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, definitely. Yeah, especially because I don't tend to, I don't tend to share the same man of the matches as you probably noticed in uh, previous <laughs> episodes. And uh, yeah, it worked out this time. <laughs> I couldn't say anything else too. But, okay. but yeah, de- definitely spot on with the team. I'm, I'm bringing it back, Roro. Uh, a big part of that I do have to say is thanks to the Veracruz team and Liga Mickey's folding and all the situation that kind of concurred with that. And uh, I think it's, it's good that that happened because thanks to all that happening, he became a free agent. and we had that opportunity to, to bring him because, again, you you want to have a player like that that has so much history with the Republic come playoffs time. And I think we're going to see a different mentality, and he is really going to help drive that, especially if we're uh, losing in the match. And so um, r- really great to to see him doing those things in the pitch and, and leading the team to hopefully a second title, but at least hopefully to good performances uh, in this playoffs. One very last thing, uh, Sharon, too. So with it being the end of the regular season, I thought we would actually also pick our MVP for the regular season. Who would you pick as, as your regular season MVP?
1: I'm stealing your thunder, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pick Billion. He's been playing 90 minutes. And he's been, his touch has improved like nobody's business. And his vision, you know, his head's not been down. His head's been up. Eh. And did I just steal your thunder?
0: Uh, I've been kind of debating this one. I do want to say Podcast Magic. I also want to say Derek Formella.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: in between both of them, but I think I'm going to have to go with Podcast Magic on the regular season MVP because of how consistent he's been throughout the games and he's given us a different kind of a player different times when we've needed a player like that look at the game against reno right Uh, he came in he really changed the matchup and so you really want those kinds of players that help you change outcomes of matches and he's done that he's been there this match against t2 he had a good match he's had those matches before as well and so it's great i'm really looking forward to him in this first playoff game but I'm going to have to go with them because of that. But Derek is, uh, he's definitely like closely following because of the goals he scored. He's had assists and, and just that mentality, you know, to always give it his all. But ultimately podcast magic, you are the winner of my regular season MVP. We move on to the playoffs. We'll see if, uh, that changes as far as just the overall MVP, but yeah, I'm going to have to go with that. We're going to have to, uh, Twinsies, this one as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I know if John was on, I, I know that he thinks very highly of Carlton Belmar. And so we've got to give, you know, a little bump on on, on Carlton and, and Dara Fromella. And, you know, at the end of the day, Rafa has really grown this season into a position I don't think he was, I don't think he expected well, I don't think anybody expected Adam to go out with an injury. And so to be put into a position just out of the blue and just like, hey, you're you're our number one at this point. Let's go. He's just really grown. I mean, you can just tell he's owned he's owned that back area. Just he's stepped into it. So, you know, we've got some very good contenders. So but I know if John were here, he'd be speaking highly also of, of Carlton Belmore.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he probably would have picked him for, for regular season MVP, and he was definitely a good signing. And uh, we'll we'll see next season. I hope he, he's still with the team next season because I think he's he's just going to keep growing in Sacramento, and uh, I'm really excited. He's definitely one of those players that I could see in the MLS squad in the first season if he uh, continues to um, improve his, his game season by season. Uh, but yeah, so... Again, we'll see. And uh, I do agree with uh, Rafa Diaz. I think he's really improved, and uh, I'm really glad he took advantage of his opportunity and uh, being able to get more games. Uh, he's he's a really amazing person. He told us this story. If, if you guys haven't listened to that interview we did with him, uh, go back a couple episodes and, and check that out, because uh, he has an interesting story of uh, when he started playing. So our next match, uh, as we've been mentioning here in today's podcast is our first playoff match against phoenix at phoenix this saturday october 10th 7 30 p.m on my 58 estrella tv espn plus and uh, be on the lookout this week because we are going to be doing a playoff preview episode uh with our phoenix friends at the across the pitch podcast and so uh we hope to have that released uh Wednesday night, and so I be on the lookout for that. As usual, uh, follow us on social media: Sac Town FC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook called Sacramento Soccer Fans, where anyone who would like to join is welcome to join. You don't have to be a fan in Sacramento; you could just be a soccer fan in general. We invite you to check it out, uh, request to join, and we will accept you there on our group. Also, if you are a gamer, we have Xbox and PlayStation 4. On Xbox, you can find us at SackTownFC. I manage that account. I play FIFA 20 and Fortnite. And on PlayStation 4, you can find John. That one is at SackTown underscore FC. He's currently playing the PGA Golf game, and I know he's accepting any challenge. So please, if you play that game on PS4, please give him a challenge because, uh, He actually was not challenged on FIFA 20, so technically he went unbeaten on FIFA 20 if you want to get really technical because uh, he never got a challenge, and so uh, that was that. I got a couple of challenges on Xbox, but I guess not that many people play PlayStation 4, and so if you are actually a PlayStation 4 user, play against him on PGA Golf. I think he still has FIFA 20, so if you want to challenge him there, then that is always open, so still feel free to challenge him on there so we can see if he is truly unbeaten or if he just thought he was so we'll see about that so before we close here sharon wanted to thank you once again for being on the podcast as usual now uh really excited to have you here on and as we said not really excited to to see the playoffs see how things go about and all we ask is to see a really good performance from the team, whether that means getting the win or not. That's all I really ask for. And uh, uh looking forward to, to talking with you on how Saturday's game goes uh, on, on Sunday next week.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Luis and, and to John, who's not here tonight, but um, yeah. And to thank you to everybody who listens in. We enjoy talking the game and I hope you have been enjoying listening to us uh, banter about and, dissecting different pieces and parts and and louise thank you so much for bringing up all the comments the post-game um uh talks I, I i really appreciate that aspect of this podcast thank you so much
0: yeah thank you yeah we want to make sure everyone can hear what is said after the game and uh, we're, we're always here to to share these uh press conferences whenever we are able to hear them because they tend to happen mainly at home matches and so uh we might not have one next Saturday, but if we win that game and then Los Dos wins their next game, then we will get another home game and then we'll be able to continue to have them Or uh, unless they have their own press conference, which I hope we do whether we win or not, but especially if we don't win and that way we can get some uh, closure uh, from the coach regarding the, the season in general. So if we do have access to that and if we're able to share it with you, then we will share it on the next podcast. Uh, and so uh, be on the lookout if if we are able to share that. So that's all we have for today's episode. Uh, special thanks to all of our community of amazing listeners for taking the time to listen to our podcast each week and watching our online shows from Our Cup of Tea, Pasione Mekis, Sacramento Soccer Show, all that. Thank you very much for supporting us. Again, as we like to say, we started this as a hobby with the main goal of giving people more coverage on soccer in Sacramento, with the Republic, with the California Storm, and with any other soccer club in Sacramento. And over time, we found ourselves really growing this to talk about everything in soccer, worldwide soccer. It's been really amazing, and we'll continue to provide these shows and the podcast even when there is no season as well. So be on the lookout for interviews with uh, people in the soccer community during the off time. But as always, we couldn't have done it without the amazing support from each and every one of you. And to that, we say thank you. Have a great day. And you will hear from us Wednesday night as we talk to our friends at Phoenix on our first playoff game. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night.